Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining me again on the Bright Side with Technicia. It's going to be a wonderful week. Thank God it's Friday, but that does not mean that we got right to go down. You still got to keep focused. And I know that there's a lot of tragic events going on. Um, the one in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Minnesota. Uh, you know, it touch it it does. It touches my heart. And and not only because of my race story, but it's just that, you know, it's so draining. I'm I'm tired of just seeing this redundant act of stupidity around the country like when is it enough? When it when are we gonna Stop this violence. I mean, it has the genocide. I mean, it looks like the genocide is going all over again, and it's it's just out of control now. When do we get to the point where you start shooting someone for a tail light traffic violation? Where are the tasers? And miraculously, body cameras fall off. And, you know, I try not to look at the fact of race or anything. It's just that troll. What do we tell our babies? You know what I'm saying? It's about to bring tears to my eyes because what do we tell our children? These are the people that you're supposed to be able to trust, the police. So what? I can't call the police now, you know? I just hope that one day it gets a hand on. I think the only way it's going to get a hand, God is going to have to step on in. Because I think people are taking it for granted. We think that he's playing, that God is a joke. I think this is the only way we're going to be able to get it. Because somewhere in, in our minds, we're not connecting. We're doing like we want to do. And first of all, we got to start standing up on our A game and start becoming more educated. Watching scandal, watching how to get away with murder is not going to be the answer. See what's going on around you. Stop taking life for a joke. It's time to wake up. It's too much going on, too much killing. And it's only going to get worse. It's, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. And I know that we are upset, but we still have to focus on our goals. By the end of the day, and I know many of you are infuriated right now, but that does not give rights to start retaliating and go kill good cops because not everybody is bad. It's bad in every race. It's bad in every gender. Everyone is not on the same page. You And then, you know, I see on Facebook some of us saying, oh, we're switching rules. Oh, well, this is the right way. Don't just jump, jump on the bandwagon because you see everyone else jumping on the bandwagon. Don't do that. Don't start doing that. Your own man. Have your own opinion. What do you really think about this situation? You got some people with smart remarks talking about Obama and this and that, how, how some people, they're killing one another on their own and all that. You know what? Miss me. Miss me with the race bull jump, and I know it does exist, but miss me with that. First of all, we don't even want to go there about Obama because I get so tired of hearing that about that he he's not doing this and that because in my opinion, don't care who likes it or not, but in my opinion, I think we need to blame the person who was way ahead of all of this. Obama is seeing up a whole bunch of mess. Where's President Bush? 
Where is Cheney? You don't see neither one of them, do you? All these oil companies, I mean, George Bush, I'm not even going to go into it. But it goes all the way back. They've been in the oil business for the longest, especially when we had the high rate on this gas price. They've been in the oil business. That's why I said, people, do your research. Let's stop, let's stop being guinea pigs and just feeding off what we think we know. And God knows the media is not going to portray everything that you want us to do. Because if you think they're going, if you think you're going to get all your information from the media, you got another thing coming. They're only going to give you what they want to give you. And luckily, the young lady was able to Orlando. But it just it just tears me up. It's getting ridiculous. It really is. And somebody need to get a hand on. I'm tired of looking at this stuff on the news. I really am. It's a sad, it's always been a sad day in America. It's just now it's getting more close to home. And it's opened up your eyes more. There's stuff been going on. It's nothing new. It's just a time for America to wake up and stop playing games. Really, it is. Stop playing games and let's stop blaming everybody else. Stop pointing the fingers and see what's really going on. Because we're walking around blind and stupid. And we better stay prayed up. So help me stay prayed up because that's all we got left. And that's all you really had left. I don't know who else you thought you had. But any, anyway, on to other enlightening things because my show is going to be based on spirituality. And I hope that it opens up some sights today amongst this sadness that we're already going through. I have a wonderful guest on. His name is Jerry Rosen if I said it correctly, and he has a wonderful book. I saw Drowning in the Light, but his book is going through a spirituality. You know, we I have had guests on who have experienced, you know, travel, uh, out-of-body experiences and all that type of stuff. So Jared is kind of on that verse, too. And um, pushing the envelope, he introduced his own form of guided imagery and self-expression into a psychiatric hospitals with populations ranging from children to criminal insane. On the other side, he developed and taught whole self-management programs for executives and executive coaching in the U.S. and Australia. And now he's doing this wonderful book that's out. And, I mean, we're going to get into details about that. So if you do want to um, call in, please do so at 425. No, I'm sorry. Give you the wrong number already. See, that's why I told you I got to keep up. 347, the wonderful book. I was um, able to get a little bit background on it, um, you know, telling you a little bit more. But um, we're going to talk We're going to talk so much about it, so don't worry. Whatever I'm not introducing in induction, we're going to get into in detail here. But, Jared, thank you so much for taking out your time to be here with us today. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, it's a pleasure to be on your show. And, yeah, I mean, it, it is a very solemn day, and as as everything you said, I mean, we just keep looking it at is. this shadow that keeps following us around, um, and something is fundamentally wrong, and um, those people that don't are not aware of that now, um, they really have their head pretty deep in the sand, because, you know, we they, can't keep going do. in this direction. All right, this this is the wrong direction. We look like we keep we keep circling around. We just it just keeps going in a circle, and I think it's touching everyone. I don't care what race you are, it's touching everyone. This it's getting ridiculous because now all we doing we're gonna be back back and forth. There was um how many officers um four officers dead. I I think seven injured. The count went up, and last night when I was leaving from work, the expressway was at a stall, and I found out why. Because one of the guys said he was down there, and they were protesting. They all held up the whole expressway. But how many protests yeah, well, do we have to keep going through? We're looking at a time now, historically, that's unprecedented. And the reason why, I believe, is because, you know, it's interesting, the word apocalypse, when people talk about it, you think about the end of the world. But its true definition right. is the un- the uncovering. Oh, the revealing. And what's being revealed has always been here. Now, I know 
that everything's been going on and all the brutality that we're seeing now is only because technology has evolved and has given us the ability to have cameras so people can actually film the brutality that's gone, been going right. on all along and it's been covered up. And so what that does is that ignites people, you know, to a degree where, you yeah. know, and that was a very peaceful protest apparently. And, that you know, and so we're looking at these things and, and you know, I'm coming from a place of observer, you know, the reason why I wrote this book was I almost died last year, and I have a literary agent who's also a um, a business partner, and I was talking to him, and I said I was basically, you know, writing this story about my journey and, the, and my life, and hey, if you ever want to take a look at it, you know, and I just said, well, why would anybody, anyone be interested in reading my story? And he couldn't put it down, and he texts me, says, wow, we've got to get this published, and I look at what's going on in the world now, and I say, well, why is anyone interested in a subject such as my book? where the title is Drowning in the Light. Well, what's happening is we're drowning. We're drowning in the shadow because we don't want to see the light. The light actually, the shadow is like if you walk into a dark room, you're scared of everything in it because you can't see Mm -hmm. it until you turn on the light and you can see what's really there. And we don't want to see, and I think one of the things that we want to see that this nation is responsible for the genocide of the Native Americans, which was a, a, a larger genocide than even the the extermination of the Jews in in Nazi Germany, and also bring black African people on boats chained to this country to pick cotton. And here we are in 2000 and what? And they're still chained, young black men in private prisons for things yeah. like... I mean, people getting killed for the, the, the turn signals. Or how about people that are spending years in jail where they could be evolving and developing yes. because they're yes, because they yes. had a, a a cigarette made of a plant that probably is is, is a healthy thing. <laughs> if we really so so yes. so it's all an illusion. And and my journey has been where's this illusion coming from, and whose illusion? This the wow. outer world is, you know, it's like. You know what's really happening, and you you mentioned earlier about God, and everyone has their own personal relationship. What whatever God they or spirituality do. is, for me, I needed to have a direct experience of what oh. what this world that I saw was a result of, and I had to actually look inside myself to see this world yes. in a way that I had never seen it before. Why? Right. Really, That's it, a hard it, thing to do. <laughs> it, it is, and you know, Jerry, I agree with you. We we are still chained. We are we supposed to have got our freedom June seventeenth of when nineteen nineteen. Um, but we're, we're still we're still chained up here in the mind. We gotta we gotta stop that. You know what I loved about Ruth when he when Kenzie Kunte told his daughter Kenzie, he told don't let them put the chains on you. Don't let them put the chains, and that's so true. We let them put the chains on. We let the we let our anger stop us from our main goals. Don't let them do that. Don't let them stop you from your goals. Any of them. I'm not putting on race or nothing now. I'm talking about any negative energy, any negative person. Don't let them put them chains on your brain. Well, we put the chains. No, we put the chains on our own. The prison is we do. the the, the do. doors of the prison are right. open. <laughs> They are. They are. We, do, we don't we see do it, though. Time. We don't realize it. We don't realize we've created it ourselves. And and actually, we can blame people. And we can't. We actually, it's very easy to blame what, what all the things that are happening because you look at it, the cause and effect. Socioeconomics, all these issues and things that have that produce and create the kind of circumstances that we see in the daily news. What's behind all right, that? You know? you got, got- Right. You got a young I, I, man is, out there who can't go get jobs sometime and have to sell seeds out the back of their car, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So so the condition you how do we change anything? And how how can we change it and, and so what I what I did what I've been doing, what my life has been about is to try to understand in a very deep way what is what is what is the cause of suffering. And I created situations for myself, and or or situations arose, or my life had circumstances that all of us do, where we experience suffering. No one's no one could not 
have a life where they not experience something that will make them feel like suffering. But this is what I discovered. I discovered, and this brings us to the God question, that all this feeling of suffering is really a feeling of separation. Okay, so if it's a, a, like a separation, it's like from the Bible, you know, God, why has thou forsaken me? Why have I been left here? Why have I been cast out? Why, you know, it's this feeling of being left out and being disconnected and feeling like, what, you know, and that feeling is, that's a very, very hard place to be, to feel the suffering. And that's what's going on in the world. We see It's this constant perpetual, it's a perpetual PTSD because every day something new is happening. Now we're scared of Islamic people. Now we're scared of black people. Now we're scared of white people. Now we're scared of people with orange hair. <laughs> There's Boy, always a boogeyman out there. Walking around with fear inside of us. We don't know who to, who to trust. And I felt that same way yesterday because I'm a, I'm a waitress at a hotel. And, you know, we get a lot of white people. And I, and I felt... You know, we're drawn from them like, oh, uh, we don't know. You know, some of them just saw the news. So, you know, I don't know how you're going to react. And I'm looking at them like, I don't know how you're going to react either, but we're going to get through this, you know. So we're all on these separate sidelines, and it's it's getting sad. We even had a young man who they claim was hung in, our, in Georgia here in, in Piedmont Park. And it's like, really, he committed suicide. And you got all these notices I'm sending up on Facebook, the KKK coming back. You know, I, I shake my head. I, I do. I shake my head at this. this it's, it's, got, it's got to be a stop to this. But why are they coming back? Why they're, This is how that sh- shadow appears, and that's how the media is a reflection of it. It comes back, the Confederate flag. All these things come back. So we can actually really somehow deal with it and look and say, why are we doing this? Why are we raising this flag in front of the in front of the you know what does this represent you know and and then to the people that want it the the white supremacists and all that stuff bring attention to it and as we bring attention to it but the question is well what do we do you know and it does break my heart to see our president being blamed for everything when he really inherited mm-hmm. the biggest mess and has done a fantastic job he really is one of the one of the most outside of this country he's one of the most revered leaders. Because everyone knew we were heading in a pretty, pretty bad direction, and we'd really made a lot of damage for what happened in the previous administration. And, yeah, there are things that Obama has done and continues to do. But the reality is it's never anyone. It's never anyone. I mean, if you're looking at the president, it's like he's not the one, or possibly she won't be the one making all the decisions because it's not. it doesn't work that way. You know, there's always a hierarchy. There's always a board that's behind the CEO or invisible CEOs of companies behind presidents that that own them because they've, you know, given them the money they need to get elected. So now we're seeing all this stuff. That's what Bernie Sanders has really basically has done is he stirred that up so people could say, well, well, really? Yeah, yeah. And now we see it, you know, more and more. And so what do we do? That's the question. You know, what do we do to change things? And I actually only have one solution, <laughs> and that's to change our thinking and to look and see the world is pretty freaking primitive in some way. <laughs> and the primitive thinking is fear-based, and, and it's very easy to instill that in people. You just say keywords, and then people, people actually, it's almost like it's, it's that animal part of us. It's like that reptilian brain, and you speak to that, and you right. say – Radical Islamic, say the word, say the words, radical Islamic terror. You, you won't say the words, radical Islamic terror. <laughs> or war on terror, you can't even have a war on terror. Terrorism is a tactic. You can't have a war on a tactic. So it's all kind of like we have to sort out the illusion on the outside world that's shoving it in our face and say, hold it a second. So I think that's what we have to do is become still and to slow down and pause and observe and say, well, what the f- Rick is going on, and how am and and, right. and, and where, where am I? Right. It's, it's it's becoming like you said, primitive. It's becoming where you're becoming the hunted now. You're being hunted down, and it's getting to that point, you know. And and this this gun, you know, the, you know these gun sales, um, Jerry, they're gonna go ballistic now, you know. I mean, and that's always been an issue. 
And that's exactly the same thing that's going to make all these sales spike up, you know. As soon as they spike up, more people get accidentally shot because we keep they keep falling into the wrong hands. I mean, people not well, locking is, them yeah. up or nothing else. It's crazy. It's insanity. So we all need to we all need to take a breath and look inside of ourselves mm-hmm. and say, "This Why? is the world that we live in, and generally it looks like it's pretty insane." And where am I in relationship to it? So if it's like a storm, like a hurricane, am I in the eye of the storm, or am I being spun around? And the book I wrote, Drowning in the Light, Memories of the New Age, the reason why I wrote it was last year, I think I mentioned earlier that you know I actually came to a place very close to where I nearly died. And I nearly died because I did not, I did not have trust in the Western medical model. Uh, in my head, it was like, I don't trust this. I don't trust them. I don't trust, trust drugs and surgery. I can do it myself. I can heal myself. You know, and I had a lot of knowledge and wisdom around healing and had spent so many years delving deep into all this, into all these things and having these experiences. But, you know, what it came down to, you know, was that I was in denial of what I really needed at that point to save my life. And I think this is where we actually can get so caught up in thinking we're right or or what's right that we don't actually listen and, and we miss the certain clues and i you know, I'm only relating this story you know my book to what's going on in the world because I think if we don't slow down and look what's going on, I think I don't want to put out this as a very negative prophecy or prediction, but it's certainly a probability we could be heading into race wars in this country, unlike anything we've ever seen before when you have you know when you have this kind of polarity and it's an awful thing to even think that we would go in that direction. So we have to mm-hmm. really slow down and stop and say, listen, we are all brothers and sisters on this planet. And the people that really, really mess things up, they, they're they invisible. You know, they have gates to get into their home with lots of security cameras. It's, it's exactly. And, you know, I, I'm agreeing with everything Jerry's saying right here because I'm the kind of person, I'm not an animal, I'm not an attacker. That's why my heart goes out to all the family and the friends of them police officers who were killed. It doesn't give anybody right to do what they want to do because you see what's on the news. It don't give someone right to go and pick up a gun and go start killing anybody. We don't do that. We're using this news like this, and then we, we're attacking one side or the other. It's not right. We're being and set up, and this, this, this is what this right. is the we problem. Oh, yes, you took the By invisible, right invisible. Mouth. Exactly, they're invisible. That's that's it. There is not. You can't actually look and say this is Obama's fault. This is a white supremacist's fault. This is Black Lives Matter. You have to look and see what are the conditions that have created all this, and 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 you. It's the you have to. You can't look at the effect. You have to look at the cause, and and this is where I've come to. The cause is the social, the socioeconomics and all that. That's the cause. They're rooted in a delusion of separation that we're all separate, and so we create economies that create people separate. We create all these con- conditions and these realities that keep separating people. And as we separate people and make them feel more separation, and they suffer more, they will actually continually rise up and continually try to. And that's and that's so. How do we solve the world's problem? I think we solve the world's problem by <laughs> coming out of denial. And I think the biggest issues that we're dealing with right now are the result of denial: guns, drugs, and all the mm-hmm. wrong people are blamed. Economics. I mean, to blame the poorest people for the economic problems in this country that by you know welfare or those kinds of things is what's is what's depleting our US economy when trillions of dollars go unaccounted for in the military the, in the department of defense and we haven't even got well where did those where did that money even go <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so and then we're looking at welfare from film mothers or things i mean this is what you know this is a denial that we have to actually break through and come say this is not 
And I think it's happening now. I think that's the good news. I think this election season has has a lot of people are thinking more than they ever have. You know. Right. They they are. It's just uh like you said, it's a it's a wake up call. Um, should have been um woken up a long time ago, but it's 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 definitely a wake up call. We've been blindfolded, walking in in the shadows for a very long time and it's it's time. And we gotta get we gotta get together because it's it's too much right now. This a this a lot to take this a lot to take in. I don't even want to turn on the news about right now. I don't even want to look at any more because I'm, you know, oh these emotions they lead to violence and that's what we don't want to keep going. Yeah. Gotta stop. It cr- gotta that's stop you see what I was saying though. That. That it causes a separation. That's don't you it see? Does. That's, it does. It does. That's what's happening. Separation. It already has. Right. Oh, and it's it gets worse and worse, separation. deeper and deeper, and it creates more and more grief and suffering. Right, it does. So, and we're not getting anywhere, and we're not really getting anywhere, really, Jerry, if you look at it. We're not getting anywhere. We, we maybe we should we get the entire right, police department in one, of the, in one of these cities, get the entire police department, you know, and get the entire community. In the cases of all these horrible tragedies, they usually are the black community. I mean, pretty much that's it. it the white murder ones that go into the movie theaters are always crazy because they're on pharmaceutical drugs because their parents are too rich or something like that or some other story like that. But so let's, when these tragedies happen, let's get everyone together and cry. I imagine all the cops and all the families. This, I mean, what would that be like? Just have, just everyone have this collective, cathartic cry because it's sickening all of us. Everyone feels the same way, and it's angering all of us. And as it angers people, it perpetuates it more. You, how do we get out of it? I think that's that's what happens when you finally break down. You just cry, and it's like uh, we can't do this anymore. You know, we can't do this. Right. You can't have you can't have people joining the police force knowing that they're going to be targets and be shot down. And their families knowing every day that they're going to be shot down. And many of those people are completely innocent, good people. We know that. But every time we catch one of these things on the video and it goes viral, we see just just how different by the color of skin people are treated. And I think that's that's what's all these martyrs, all these people that have died. You know, it's just the saddest thing. It's like it's another name. There's another name, and they're they're usually young. Black men. That's uh, some women in there occasionally, and right. it's just a sad thing. So it, it really, it it really is. Um, well, my listeners, I I do thank you for staying tuned with us. I mean, we have a sad day in America, and hopefully, um, Jerry was saying we we wake up and really see what's going on in front of us because if we keep doing this, we're not we're not getting anywhere with all this violence going on and I'm shedding tears right now because I, I, I'm so tired of because it's, it's up it's so close to home you know our young men our young women losing their lives for, for nothing it's ridiculous but we're going to take a short commercial break and we're going to be right back after this and we're going to actually talk about uh, get more to Jerry's book um, so stay, definitely stay tuned do not touch that down Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. You use Tearless Baby Shampoo because it's gentle on your baby's eyes. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You always test the bath water to make sure it's not too hot. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You make sure she wears a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You put on his sunscreen, even when he's embarrassed his friends will see. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Is your child facing the right way in the car seat? Is the seat too big or too small? How do you know when it's time to move your child into the next type of seat? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. 
For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, we're back with Jerry Rosen, and we've been talking so much about the tragedy that's going on in America. And as of the update of this morning, apparently it was five, if I had it right, five injured. It was a total, five police officers killed, a total of 12 shot. Um, three alleged suspects are in custody at the moment, and a fourth suspect dead after standoff. Um, one suspect claimed bombs were planted downtown. So definitely um, they were speaking on that. If you're going downtown, please be careful. I think some roads are blocked off. Um, you could probably find out more news outlets, find out more information about that. Um, luckily, I won't probably have to head downtown. So, um, And two two of the suspects were snipers shot from elevated positions. So um, that's as far as the news update on this that I have at this moment. But anyhow, getting back to you, Rosa, we we have this book out. And, of course, this book, like you said, relating to what what is going on right now because you took all that you experienced, your pain, your vulnerability, searching for that spiritual truth as you face death and Santa head on. And this, this is what we're doing now. We're facing death head on. But it's Rosen, Jared, I mean, Jared, what made you want to write this book? Well, the story goes back goes back many years ago um when i was um observing the the new age movement in spirituality and um saw how uh there were many books coming out you know down dancing in the light i think Shirley mclean wrote a book called dancing in the light and um i always felt like my search has has been this kind of feeling of like drowning um which is it sounds terrible, but um, it, drowning is letting go. You know, like when you, you can't do anything, you just let go. And and um, and the subtitle "Memories of the New Age" really is sort of my, is a memoir of the journeys I've had um, in my lifetime, uh, starting with the journey to this world, um, which I opened the book in, and uh, and my times in New York in the late 1970s. Uh, I um, was an artist, uh, well, I still am, but I was involved in the art world. And actually, um, you know, there's some interesting stories there. I um, have uh, some journeys uh, where I went off to Peru uh, to study with Medicine Man and these kinds of things. And everything that um, that's in the, in, the, in the book really is, it's about a movement uh, from searching and going to the far corners and the things and the experiences that I have and many quite comical and looking at the world of transformation and spirituality from from that lens to where I am now which is um, really seeing how everything really is pretty simple and spirituality is pretty simple and um, and all the searching uh, created good stories so um that's how I wrote the book. But what happened was last, it was last, about a year ago, or actually a little more than a year ago, I've been dealing with a blood condition, a um, uh, rare blood condition, and um, I came close to death, but I was in such denial of what was going on in my body that my body was bleeding internally that um, it took my wife to, you know, get me in a car, take me to the emergency room, and basically save my life. And I think I really, you know, the, I, how does this connect to everything we've been talking about? I think that there's a mistrust when when people that we are supposed to, um, or it's institutions that we're supposed to have trust in and, we, and that, you know, that are here for our well-being, um, don't don't really show up that way. And I think that was my my experience of the medical world and um drugs and how you know how easy it was you know to just take a pill and all that um but now I take a pill every day and it saves my life and I have great gratitude that these pharmaceutical companies even though you know all the things that I had against them have been able to create such a miraculous drug that 
you know, keeps me alive. So I think that's the change that I see uh, coming out of denial myself that um, I'm part of this world and um, and it's evolving the way it is. And uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to see yourself in the rearview mirror. mirror. Exactly. Like Michael Jackson said, looking at the man in the mirror, and it feels like Gary. Uh, it almost feels like you've been resurrected again. You know, like hey, you get a second life all over again, second chance for everything. So I'm, I'm a happy. I'm happy for you for all your blessings that you're still here, that you're able to carry on. You write wonderful books. You're able to share your experiences with us. So that really feels good to hear someone actually going through this and and be able to to share that experience with us, Jerry. When when did you actually start experience, um, experiencing um, all these spiritual activities? Though, was oh. it before was it before this or at a younger age? It was well. Okay. Well, you know, actually, how my book tr- sort of takes the journey is from these memories of like being in the crib and watching the 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 light shine in, the sunlight shine in through the Venetian blinds, and seeing the dust particles floating. And, and I, I remember I was looking at them; they looked like galaxies, and like this memory of you know, and that's washed away, of course, in the world. And here I am, you know, you know, in school, and not, I'm the square or the round, uh, round peg, and and I'm in school, which is a square, the square hole or whatever. <laughs> and I didn't quite fit in, and but art was my refuge, you know. And I got really caught up in into my art, and so the book progresses how I like am, um, how I've always kind of like have been in another world like I would space out in classroom and I actually go out into outer space and all that and then I find myself you know in New York and I'm an artist in the late 1970s and New York in the late 1970s was not exactly you know what it is now it's a pretty tough tough place and you know I have stories where you know I was taking uh you know psychedelic mushrooms and was mugged by gunpoint and then you know had this experience where time stood still and so there's a lot of stories like that that progress and actually, you know, my t- in chapter where I talk about New York, I, I really was very blessed. I mean, I, I actually um, helped uh, both Keith Haring and Jean-Michel Vasquez get into um, one of the first art shows and wasn't recognized in the art history books. But um, you know, these two artists went, you know, became you know some of the most influential artists in history uh, now. And um, and but you know, from that New York days and all that art and and you know, and, you know, kind of revolutionary art sort of mentality, I turned inward and I started doing yoga. I bought a book on yoga. And at that point, it wasn't a multi-billion dollar industry with fashion and everything that it is now. It was a weird esoteric thing that, you know, my mother was like, what are you doing? Yogurt? You're doing yogurt? Isn't that something you eat? And, uh, and doing yoga, all of a sudden, like, everything just ripped open and like the whole world dissolved and in this one position and literally, I mean, I was felt like I was paralyzed and I had this experience that completely transformed everything. And I saw the world from a a whole different place and that set me on the journey. And my book goes, you know, by that next chapter, I'm off to Peru um, because I wanted to find out what, you know, what was really going on. And I kept searching, you know, and, and as the book progresses, you know, it gets even more, at times it gets comical, but I would say that really it's, it is comical, that search, because you, you never really find – it's all here. It's all been here all along. It's that kind of story. you know. So whatever, whatever we've been looking for, it's right here. It always has been right here. you know. And that's bringing it back to the, what's going on in the world now. Peace has always been here. We are all brothers and sisters. You know, it really does takes a transformation to look at somebody and and see that whatever that skin is, all that is is a reflection of light. That's just that's just that's just how light reflects on matter. You know, this is an optical thing, and yet we kill each other and slaughter each other and are fearful of each other. You know, because, you know, what if we were all blind? Then what? <laughs> but you know, they talk about colorblind, but it's. So I think you know my journey was to see what's what's where do we all come from, what's that unified unified state, where it doesn't matter who we are on the outside, but who we are on the inside have the same the same ideals, which is you know love, 
some other things, perhaps? Right. So that's, you know, that's how I got into the spiritual journey myself. It wasn't through religion. It wasn't, you know, religion didn't do it for me. It didn't, it was just a bunch of stories, you know. It didn't connect with me, so I had to go find myself, I, you know, wherever I was, I was looking. Right. You know, instead of going and getting the job and, you know, doing the, you know, just doing the rat race, I... I was on my own path, and at times I even lived out of my car at one point, you know, and yet I was in bliss. I was teaching workshops I had made up in my journeys. I had, you know, ideas and things, and and that was part of the path I had was not to know where I was going to be next. And Yeah, and, you know, at times you just feel empty. But the other... I think that's true for everybody, though, Jerry. Everybody has their own um, own way of getting to spirituality. You know, sometimes don't be too God or too church or however, but you had yours differently. And look how far it has brought you. That's how I want it to be for me. I want to get to that point. That's why I'm going to church now. I want to get to the point where I can have that spiritual, well, I want a more better spiritual connection with God and um that's what I'm working on. It's baby, it's baby steps, but I am going to get there one day where I could be able to have have that. But like I said, I have so um, many guests who have actually went through spiritual um, activities. Some even went out, have been through the out of the body experience. Have you ever been through one of those, Jared? Out of the body experiences? Yes, and and I've been working my whole life to get back in. No. <laughs> That's actually it's it is it is true in a way. I mean, I feel like I have been out of body a lot, but that feeling actually the sensation of it was first I had when I was young. And I remember when I would go to the beach sometimes I'd fall asleep on the beach and I think people have this this is how people have out of body experience, they don't realize it. Like you fall asleep on the beach or something and it's just like almost you know, you're like oh you know, you like jump up like where am I type of thing and you're kinda of like slipping out, but you know, you're not in your bed in your usual place to go to sleep so it can feel a little but I think um what happened to me in that yoga experience, you know, and what you were saying is very true. I, I have there is no place where I am so for you to be where I am, I'm right here with you. Wherever you are, I'm, I'm as vulnerable as you. I'm as human as you. You know, we're all here together in the same place. As far as spirituality, it's like opening up a lens and a camera and bringing light in. It's our willingness, and that's the passion. And that's the passion. You go to a church and everyone's singing and everyone's connected. You feel it. You feel it. You know, everyone's. You feel that spirit. You know, it's alive. And and so it's always there. It's inherent in us. And I think we just have to recognize it. And it's not easy for us to recognize it in ourselves because I think we just we just destroy ourselves with judgment. And we just constantly not good enough. And I was that way most of my life. And I can't say I'm still not there. I'm still very hard on myself. But I think we all need to actually give ourselves a break and realize we have been really in a most tremendously fast-moving world, it's just, it's hard. I mean, I don't know how some of the elders even can figure it out. You make a phone call and they're in voicemail hell, you know, and they can't even figure out how to get out of it. Press one, press two, press three for this. And then you're in three, press, press, you know, and then you have to press if it's in English and and then telling you they're going to listen to your calls and record it and, I mean, it used to be very easy, <laughs> and so you know, it's just a, it's a hard, it's a harder life. It's, it's technology's made it easier and harder for us. I think. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, to some degree, you know, we got a lot more to deal with now. There's always emails and texts, and it's like, when can you, can you just, you know, just take a breath? Right. Right. It's too much. When I was growing up, you didn't have all this technology. I was even talking yeah. to one of my guests last night. About he was talking about the SAT and ACT when he was going to school, you didn't have calculators. You had to use um what was that? Um, I think Slide a time around. watch or something on you. Well, yeah, but I when I was going because I graduated high school two thousand and one, you could use a calculator. But now I think you could use your cell phone. Just like what? Really? 
honey, every child will be on the internet googling answers. Like technology has empowered us in a way where we don't feel like we're wrong or right. That's why it's so like you what you mentioned earlier, Jared, that's why we're being able to see up close on everything now because of technology. If that young lady had never filmed what happened to her fiance, we would never had known. It would have been brushed up on the rug. Like everything else, we would never had known of yeah. this if she never had filmed it. We saw from beginning to the end, even when she got in the police car. That's how powerful technology has become. Everybody's Facebook live and periscoping, Twitter, everything is yeah. going social media. It's, it has become one of our most powerful tools that is now the news outlet. I'm surprised. It, 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 it is. It's, our, it's, it's the people's news outlet. And you see, this is what's happened is right. evolu- evolution. Actually, we actually evolved to higher places, but we have to deal with all these things first. We have to deal with uh-huh. the racism and all these things. And, and uh, we keep evolving. And so, but what happened with technology and how it helped us is, you know, nobody expected a cell phone camera to come. It wasn't expected that. And that actually gave the ability for everyone, you and me, to be producers of media and distribute it globally instantly. Just think about that. What that means is, and that's what happened in the Arab Spring. That's what happens in a lot of these things. I mean, whether they go bad or not, it's people being able to actually communicate, you know, what's going on. Like in this case, this horrific case, you know, in any of these cases that are filmed. And we see this and we go, really? Really? I think somebody, I can't remember who who said this, um, I think it was Michael Moore, and I think it was a pretty astute thing that he said during the Iraq War. He said if every American had to look at the bodies of the children, body parts, you know, blown apart, you know, skin burned, seared off them, we would the war would have ended. But instead, we're watching the news, and it's like it's like a, it's a Super Bowl. They have graphics, you know. Whatever it is, you know, shock and awe, you know, you know, we'll be back from a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling depressed? <laughs> we have a pill for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think we can, I think, I think I, I wrote Drowning in the Light because I had this for myself. I'm, I'm, and I actually work with authors and that's what I do in my, my work. Um, we publish, but I also really help people develop their ideas because, and 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 I like the stories because everyone. I mean, you got a story. Everyone has a story. I'm working with an author now, and um, she lives in Los Angeles. And she, I mean, she had such a horrific childhood and the things that happened, you know. And her whole story really is about the loss of innocence, you know. Whether it's you know it's 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 you know growing up in the hood and you know neighborhoods being sprayed by bullets or in Iraq or you know anywhere where you're around. You know, seeing you know, just happened to be in the movie theater in Littleton, you know, being exposed as children to such horror everywhere, the innocence is stripped away from us. You know, and that's really that that needs to be healed because so many of us have so many people are subject to this, and children aren't. You know, that's not really very healthy. They're not going to be able to grow up healthy if if they've been immersed in such in such horror, it's hard. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of work to get through it. It is. So I put a blessing out it to is. everyone. You know, we need to come together and yeah. And so you know, I wrote a book, and like anyone you know that wants to tell their story, and like one of the cool things that I want to share is that. You know, I said, well, well, what good is it? I'm, I have a book, and we're going to sell it, and people will read my story. Maybe it will be food for thought. And then I met um, – my agent put me in touch with um, someone who is uh, does um, is an audio book producer and starting a new company called End Hunger Records. And he said, you know, I want mm-hmm. you to be the first the first audio book. And how it's going to be is when people download my book, Drowning on the Light, the audio book, they'll be able to – they'll actually the, – there's enough money in that book sale that will go towards feeding approximately 37 people. Now, when somebody else then, um, so so, you, so somebody downloads the Drowning in the Light audio book and then they post on social media, I just downloaded Drowning in the Light by I.J. Rosen and fed 37 people. 
and you can too, and then they click and they download it, and you see down the line, you may have fed a thousand people. So these are now I'm saying, you know, I can feed people's inspiration. I can feed them inspiration, but now the book can do something more. So I think this is where we're coming to is, you know, it's like we've got to figure it out ourselves how to, no one should be without food, you know. No one should be without health care. <laughs> Sick of seeing the GoFundMe campaigns for people that, that are completely broke because they got sick. You know? <laughs> but at least we have GoFundMe and that you know, so it's like the technology, all of us it's all pushing us in a direction where we become more evolved. So that's that's my positive spin on all of it. And with all the tragedy and all these lives we know all these people. We knew. We know Trayvon Martin. We know these faces, and it's the tragedy and the horror of it. And they've become martyrs. And we look at all those faces. Why? I I saw that today on Facebook. All the faces, mostly black all the faces, yes. and a few one black my, women. One I think that was it. Up. Yeah, he posted. One of my coworkers posted up a picture of all the faces, all the women too, women included. Yeah. Cat. Sandra Bland, yeah. Sandra Bland, if I say Sandra. correctly, yep. Yeah. Uh, all these faces, all. all uh, so this is us. This is the mirror, though. This is the mirror. You know. You know. It's funny. You talked about Michael Jackson this morning. Actually, I, somebody had posted, um, "You don't care about us." That amazing video he shot in Africa, I believe, or Brazil, actually, with, with uh-huh. drummers. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yes. you know, and it's like. And and I think it's all moving towards a place where we can't, we have to move on, and I think it's going to be positive. I I think that it's just going to take, it's just steady, it's steady. You know, we've got it's like sh- sailing a ship. We have so many challenges. You know, it's like we're in rough waters. But there's another side to this. I think I try. That's my spiritual. That's my my religion. Is that. I trust that there is an invisible hand guiding us along and showing us sometimes just how asleep we are and how we have to wake up. And if we don't wake up, you know, there's a lot we can lose, including the human race. Not the planet. It'll be fine. <laughs> Why? Plants, plants will mean, grow. <laughs> one, one thing about Micah, he was speaking at... He was speaking the truth all along. Oh, he he, he, he had so much so much to, to 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 share, and I think this is you know growing up as a as a white male that both absolutely loved all the psychedelic white rock and roll you know and all that stuff, but also equally loved all of the soul everything. I was like, you know, my mom she I, I started listening to Nat King Cole when I was a little boy. I said that voice, and then Al Green came along, you know. So I've always I see the beauty, and I don't I, and I and you know and I've had to endure and see people that just you know they're just they don't they only are comfortable with what they're comfortable with and and if they're really uncomfortable then they become they they become violent and I think that that's that's what's being healed now is the people that that have done all these atrocities you know we've all looked at them. And we've all questioned, like, why? And I think that's, you know, I wrote this book, Drowning in the Light, because I had to write this book. And I feel like that's where we're all at now. We have to tell our story, you know. And I think we're doing it now. And our story's not an easy story. I mean, you know, this goes back This goes back to the founding of this country. You know, we have to look at the, the horrors that happen, you know, and move on. But we can't be mm-hmm. in denial of what we've done. Right, we came. That is, that is, it's uh, easy. You right, on, <laughs> right, you right on point with that, Jared. We can't. We cannot forget about what's actually going on. We got to stop, like I said, we got to stop sleepwalking. Um, you know, Jared and I got to talk so much about what's going on, but we also want you to remember that he has this wonderful book out. Um, Jared. Yes. <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess I could ask this before before we even get to end another show, because like you said, your book is relating to so much what's going on right now in our world. What is your vision for the future? 
My vision for the future, thank you for asking that question, is, you know, I think I kind of moved in that direction instead of, you know, talking about my book as much or even anything other than just, you know, what we really are in a very deep place, I think, in this conversation today. And I think that my vision for the future is has come out a lot in this conversation because I do believe that we're on a spiral to a higher, to the, and we're, and you have to make that turn on the spiral. And I think we're just doing, I think the millennium has been that turn in the spiral. Uh, and I think that what's going to, my vision for the future is it's going to be more collapsed things and more destruction and the end of the world for somebody because every day it's the end of the world for somebody. But I think out of this, I think we're going to become, we're going to recognize that we're really one, that we're, you know, we're one people, one, you know, that, you know, and, um, and I think we're going to rise from this and we're going to create much better systems that support people, health care, energy. I look at, you know, at just what's going on in energy right now. I'm driving an electric, electric car, uh, and it feels good to know that, you know, I don't have to go to the shell stations that I could just plug in. And, you know, if you have solar panels, you can get it from, you know. So there's a lot of good things happening, but we need to bring it down to everyone and not just, you know, all the good new things and evolves, you know, the, you know, just the top and everyone else suffers deeper. And so the, my vision is that um, we recognize that um, we're not whole until we see that everybody is part of the whole. There's nobody that's not part of, if, if, if God is, God is everyone and everything, they're all part of one. And all the other divisions and all that is all an illusion. And it's going to go away when we finally accept that. Exactly. Um, well, out of out of your illness, what is probably the greatest lesson from your illness, Jerry? Well, the lesson the lesson I think that I'm that that um, I don't make a message in my book, but my agent really felt like this is a very very powerful message for this time is not to second guess or to think you know you know you're in control of everything because we're not and when it comes to health i actually had a belief and that's why you know i was for many years i was very associated to the, more to this new age you know kind of ideology and a lot you create your reality everything you've created so if i have a, a rare blood disease somehow i created it how did i create it and instead of, you know, trying to heal it and all the work that I did, I finally just let go and I listened and I allowed and I and what happened was the best doctors came in and um they you know, they I'm I'm in the place now where, you know, I live a perfectly normal life, thank God. So I had to just listen and not think I knew and I think that's that's the biggest lesson. Sometimes we think we know and we don't. You know, like we don't know why all of these beautiful, innocent people have been taken away from us. We don't know why they've why they've been taken away. You know, we don't know these things. We just know that it shouldn't be that way. Right. It's a mystery. God is a mystery. That's my only conclusion. No. We can have a personal relationship to God. But it's still, for me, always going to be a mystery. Right. He only going to let you know what he wants. Well, it is. It is. And I think that's why why people get these little spiritual blessings because it is. It's exciting. You don't know how God going to bless you miraculously. Yes. You know. But, Jerry, I thank you so much for coming on here, man. Oh, thank you for having me. Enlighten us with this and taking part in this discussion because, of course, we're supposed to be talking more about your book, but I love the connection that your book was connecting with what's actually going on today. And, um, Jerry, I hope to have you again. And Absolutely. when I do, that we be on better. That it be on better terms than you know. Let's talk about tragedy, but I, I oh, we're we're we're, we're doing the deep work that that and and I bless you for having the show and for creating this forum and and you know if anyone we don't need to talk about my book, but if you want to just read it, just go to Amazon and look under I J Rosen R O S E N I J Rosen and Drowning in the Light, and you'll find it on Amazon. And and I just want to say if you actually do buy the book and read it. 
please let me know. I would love to know your experience and would be really happy. And you can contact me through my business, which is called DreamSculpt, D-R-E-A-M-S-C-U-L-P-T, one word, DreamSculpt.com. And actually, if you want to write a book and you're an author or you want to be an author, also let me know, and you can even share it right there on the website. So I would oh, love awesome. to hear from you. Perfect. Yes, I'll make sure I definitely get <laughs> that. Right. I would definitely be on Amazon today. But before I leave you listeners, my truth of the day for my friend, Mary Ellen, is this. Notice the simple beauty of living, slowly. Society teaches us to value speed and getting things done quickly. We learn that doing something quickly is more valuable than making the most of every moment. We fail to notice the simple beauty of living. You are taught that you have to rush, answer every email, return every cell phone call immediately, and deal with overflowing schedules both at work and at home. Slow down to allow feelings of contentment and relaxation to flow through your being. Today, take advantage of your opportunities to nurture yourself and take a moment to just enjoy life. Enjoy the day and have lots of fun this weekend, allowing yourself, friends, or family opportunities to refresh and slow down, everyone. And let's not let what go on in the media take a hold of us. Let's remember that we have to just got to start finding our way. But uh, thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Technician. I hope to see you again. I love you, and God loves you as well. So you have a blessing. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.